As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, now, now. And welcome back, Obscurians, to another episode of Obscurity Now. My name is Steve. Uh, I'm uh, one of the hosts, and uh, with me is uh, a man who was voted most likely to become a cyborg uh, by in high school. It's... It's Yahel. How are you doing, Steve? It is so nice to see you. <laughs> what the fuck? It's nice to see you, too, man. Uh... I, I just knew like if I was like very pleasant to you, it would throw you off. Well, mission accomplished. <laughs> Why? I, I used to think I was a professional, a podcast professional, but hey, you proved me wrong. I should have just rolled with it, but um, but yeah, you, you did it. You ruined the show and my career. Congratulations. Uh, wow. Uh, you know, I, I didn't even think it would be that effective, so... <laughs> Oh, uh, this reminds me of uh, when NASA landed the first Mars rover and it ended up lasting like an extra year than it was supposed to. It's, it's pretty much on the same level. Uh, well, speaking of Mars, isn't that where you're podcasting from right now? The red planet itself? Yes, I'm actually um, I'm live from that Xbox game, Red Faction. Uh, <laughs> Man, no one's mentioned that game in a while. Are they bringing it back or something? No, I just... <laughs> It takes place on Mars. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, we've got our uh, super fan. I don't know if he likes to be called that or not. Creative KB jumping right in there. Uh, you want to go ahead and read his uh, note? Oh, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Yeah, uh, Creative KB. With, uh, we sometimes, for those that don't know, have a No Fear shirt of the week mm-hmm. uh, where I just find some terrible No Fear shirt from the 90s, uh, which th- there is no other kind right. of No Fear shirt. <laughs> and then we read whatever dumb thing it's in the back. But Creative KB uh, tends to bring his own. And mm-hmm. th- they're just as good. Th- they're actually better. They are. And also as bad yeah. as the No Fear shirt. So <laughs> let me read Creative KB here in our chat. He said, <clears throat> real men don't need mechanical parts to enhance themselves. Strength comes from within. No fear. No fear. Mm. Good stuff. That does stuff. sound like it could be a no fear. Oh, absolutely. Shirt. And uh, for those of you who enjoy the No Fear shirt of the week or just really bad 90s fashion, we were talking about uh, expanding into other avenues of bad 90s t-shirts, including uh, the uh, Big Johnson shirts. And what was the other one? Bad Boy? Bad Boy, which was like a No Fear knockoff. Because, yeah, there's, I mean, a lot of the No Fear shirts, uh, they're just kind of lame. Mm-hmm. Like, and not so much funny mm. lame, just kind of <laughs> like, oh, okay, that's that's a real weird sentence you put out there mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> on a, on, to print on some cotton. So, yeah, I, I that's part of the reason why I don't bring them every week. The other part of the, re- the other reason is because I forget. Uh, wow, gee, I wonder why. Couldn't have anything to do but, with uh, uh, <laughs> copious amounts of uh cannabis could it well steve uh it's funny because i just found out another member of the podcast had apparently done previous episodes while also on uh <laughs> drugs i'm not gonna name names i'm not gonna call anybody out because that's not my style dare you but it wasn't me <laughs> uh so uh, i'm curious uh do you have any plans for thanksgiving because the uh, next episode will be after thanksgiving happens you uh do yeah yeah i'm gonna disappoint my mother uh next week by uh, showing up 
Uh, yeah, well, we'll probably get into some com- religious conversation. <laughs> so who, tell her what's who, up. Who starts? Do you start or does she start? I don't start them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the problem is Uh-oh. that if they say just about anything religious in a positive light, <laughs> that just gets me going. You, know? and, uh, you can't just play it cool. You can't show up at Thanksgiving high and just be like, whatever, man. My, my mom's like 80. I don't know how much more time I'll have to get these religious zingers in on her. <laughs> so I look at it as me, uh, you know, spending, getting to spend this time with her. I don't want to have regrets when she passes away, Steve. Like, oh, I could have burned her real good about Corinth, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. <laughs> Do you, I, I hope you mention Leviticus a lot when you're over there. That's always my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it has come up. <laughs> oh, by the way, Creative KV also said, I, I believe this is in reference to you calling him a super fan. Mm-hmm. I'm insulted, unsubscribing. You can't have fans. Otherwise, this podcast isn't obscure. <laughs> well, can we at least have one Creative KB? I mean, <laughs> I mean, we've been languishing in obscurity for almost three years now. I think we're allowed to have one, right? Well, I thought the whole point was to be very meta and eventually have another podcast that handles obscure media do a sh- episode about us. <laughs> wow. I thought that the- when did we discuss this? <laughs> uh, that was a conversation between me and the weed. Oh, uh, oh I, I thought you were going to say you were cheating on me with other podcasters again. <laughs> no, no, not this week. But oh. uh, yeah, should we... Uh, <laughs> Uh, get get going here. We're doing another RoboCop uh, related thing as Robovember uh, continues uh, murdering citizens and criminals with no due process. And shooting guys in the dick, of course. But before that, uh, I would like to encourage everyone uh, to please uh, check out the Escape to Worth issue 3 Kickstarter. I believe there's uh, 12 days left. Uh, so um, if you enjoy the work we hear, we do here on Obscurity Now, uh, our one fan creative KB, uh, and you want to give back, just go and buy some comics. Uh, there'll be a link in the des- uh, d- description. Yes, that's the right word. And uh, you're you're a professional. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And of course, I'll be playing one of our hilarious promos uh, at the end of the episode. So stay tuned for that. Um, Other than that, yeah, I think we can uh, jump uh, right in to our read through of uh, RoboCop number one uh, by Marvel Comics. You ready? Yes. I'm sorry. I was just laughing because Creative Kevin had written that we should cover our old episodes. (laughs) That would be hilarious if we. All right, if we when we get to year five, uh, we'll do that. All right, all right. Here we go. Yeah. Welcome to your feature presentation. Alrighty, there it is, RoboCop number one. Just look at it, listeners. Just look at it. <laughs> Uh, now, we'll talk about the cover here in a minute. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to talk about uh, some facts about RoboCop uh, Volume 1 here. Uh, this is the first ongoing series of uh, RoboCop. Uh, there was a previously a, um, an adaptation of the movie, uh, and this one is based on the movie, as it says right there uh, on the cover. And uh, RoboCop Volume 1 ran from March of 1990 all the way to January of 1992. 23 issues. uh, And this, uh, as I said, was published by Marvel Comics. And uh, RoboCop has been published by a bunch of different publishers, including Dark Horse, Avatar Press, 
Dynamite Entertainment, Boom Studios, and I think I know the answer, but have you ever read a RoboCop comic book in your entire life until now? Uh, no. Not, I had not. Not even back in the 90s, RoboCop versus Terminator? That was kind of a big deal. No, I, I never, like, even tried reading any comic books that were related to, like, a movie or mm-hmm. a cartoon even as a kid because I just always thought that they were not good, like those licensed comics. Well, uh, as we've I, I don't seen, know. most of them aren't. <laughs> yeah, and, and I really don't know what got that into my head. But, yeah, like, even as a little kid, I was like, oh, I'm no, nah, that's going to be bad. Yeah. Well, the dark, a lot of the Dark Horse stuff was good in the 90s. Uh, and, of course, as I've said before, the original Marvel run of G.I. Joe is amazing. But uh, anyway, moving on with uh, RoboCop number one here. It's got a cover date, uh, March of 1990. And uh, we are reading, as I said, the first issue. And it is known as Combat Zone. And that is Combat with a K. And what is this, like three years before Mortal Kombat and they did combat with a K? Look at that. RoboCop's always yeah. ahead of the time. Uh, so uh, here's a synopsis for the issue, and it's as follows. OCP enters the next phase for building its CEO's prophesized Delta City. A competing company called Nixco tries to muscle in on the Delta City contract and steal specs from RoboCop's design to release their own version of law enforcement, manufacturing a small army of robotic Nick's cops. Their first mission is to destroy Robocop along with, with apprehending a criminal who can tie a Nick's co-executive to a murder. And uh, this was written by Alan Grant. And uh, he was a British comic book writer known for writing Judge Dredd, 2000 AD, as well as various Batman titles uh, from the late 1980s to the early 2000s. And I guess he's a, a co-creator for a few uh, Batman villains, Anarchy, Victor Zaza, and the Ventriloquist. Are you familiar with any of those Batman villains? <laughs> no, but those sound like those classic, terrible, like Golden Age or Silver Age uh, Batman villains that uh, they're here, they pop in for an issue and they're never heard from again. I feel like the ventriloquist has been around, but uh, yeah, I'd say you're probably right. And Hey, Steve, do you know, uh, Creative Kiwi was kind of asking about it, uh, and I don't think it was a real question, but I am kind of curious myself. Do you know why RoboCop has a visor for, well, I mean, for his eye area? So, hmm, I guess, because right, his eyes are like real human eyes, so he has to be able to see like the prompts and stuff. That pop oh, up. so it's like a screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That's yeah. That that makes total sense. I hadn't even uh, considered that. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> so now you know. <laughs> a reading rainbow. Yeah, that's right. I'm reading the chat. <laughs> uh, so uh, the artist here is also uh, from the UK. Uh, one Lee Sullivan, uh, and uh, he worked for Marvel UK on and Doctor Who magazine. Judge Dredd, 2000 AD. He did covers for Transformers and all right. Here's a here's a test for you. Do you did you happen to read the actual format here before we started? Uh, I skimmed through. I saw you had like each page. You had a note for each page. Uh, well, did you happen to notice that we have a Star Trek connection here for the first time ever? Oh no, no, yeah. I I did not notice. Like, good job, Steve. Uh, hold on. Proud of all you. right. Well, let me tell you the connection first. 
the artist here, one Lee Sullivan, worked on Tech War. Does that count? That, that does not count. Come on, <laughs> William Shatner's Tech War. He wrote it, and he was Captain Kirk. Come on, there's your Star but Trek. But he didn't do anything directly on Star Trek, so it's not a... I don't know. All right. so there's more of a William Shatner connection, if anything. <laughs> I guess. Or a Tech War connection, if you will. One of these days, we're going to cover it. I can't wait. One of these days. We could probably do connections for Tech War, too, because that had a lot of... Um... A lot of random guest stars and stuff. Mm -hmm, for sure. Uh, but uh, other than that, let's see. Uh, I mean, did you <laughs> have you ever read a British comic before in your life? Like any of these? A Judge Dredd, a 2000 AD, any of that? Maybe Or Death's Head? I remember for some reason Death's Head always popped up in the 90s. I don't think I have, but, you know, I'm just a big patriot. So. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> I love America too much to read a, a British comic book, Steve. I like my comic books in English. Right. You were too busy reading The Punisher with me back in the 90s. Yeah, to, to... Yes, yes. We're draped. Uh, we, we would huddle under a big American flag. Right, of course. That's what we would do. And we would, we would you know, it'd be dark under the flag, so we'd light a sparkler. Like, that would be... This is the most bizarre... Uh... We inhaled so many fumes... <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk about this cover. Um, any, uh, why don't you describe it to the people who aren't watching? Well, you know, if you're like a fan of Robo Cops, Robo Crotch, this is a great uh, Robo cover of this Robo comic book. Because, uh, yeah, his crotch is up front and center. Um, oh, wait, wait. I'm glad his you, legs look, look. I'm glad you started with the crotch, though, because you notice. It's the design from the movie and not the cartoon. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, the cartoon, he has like a metal thing it's the, covering it's his... the Robocod piece. It's been named by me. The, the, the Robo genitals. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the cover itself, uh, it's, it's okay, I guess. I mean, it's not... It really doesn't do anything for me. Mm -hmm. um, I think his legs, his thighs are like a little too skinny, too. Ah, oh, I didn't really get that. Um, I don't think so. Like, man, th those thighs look pretty thin. I think any skipping leg day over here, but... it would be too much. I think I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe it's like my RoboCop a little thicker. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, uh, I, I mean, I'll say I, I do like that they use the. Um, you know, the logo from the movie, um, the, the RoboCop font, if you will. Uh, and below it, it says the future of law enforcement, as if we didn't already know that. And, of course, the nice little sunburst here saying, first action-packed issue. But uh, what do you think? I mean, I assume... Well, what's up? One thing, Steve, in the chat, Creative KV, because RoboCop's holding a gun, and it's kind of like pointed, you know, towards the front uh, of the cover. He He pointed out in the chat that... That's not a gun. That's a long birdhouse. And oh my God, it does look like a birdhouse. Yeah, but I mean, that's the, that's the typical RoboCop gun. Are you saying there's something wrong with the proportions, perhaps? Well, it, it just looks like a house, like the front of it. Oh, like, I see I, it. And I guess, <laughs> yeah, once you see it. Or, or a schoolhouse. <laughs> All the little bullets yeah, are like Yeah, yeah, like a schoolhouse yeah. with a giant hole in the middle. Uh, very strange. <laughs> That happened. I mean, uh, I think it's strange that he saw that. That creative KB saw that first. <laughs> I, I, but uh, but good for him. Um, and anyway, 
you see uh, a couple of the, I, I mean, they're not exactly, I mean, they're bad guys. There's a few guys on hover bikes in the background, and I guess that's supposed to be old Detroit behind RoboCop. I think it's pretty nice. I mean, obviously, they want the RoboCop fans to buy this licensed RoboCop comic. Um, but the big question yeah. here is, what do you think about uh, RoboCop's like a rendering um, by the artist here, Mr. Lee Sullivan? Oh, I mean, it's it's fine. You know, it looks uh, pretty close to the to the movie. Uh, as creative KV pointed in the chat, also, uh, he uh, his abs are here. His uh, <laughs> angular robo yes. abs are here. Mm. Uh, but yeah, no, the, it looks pretty good. The, the art overall in the comic book is pretty good. I, agree. Uh, I thought I'd never heard of this guy before, but mm. um, yeah, that was pretty good. I agree. All right. Uh, so let's, I guess, uh, just jump into the comic book here. So uh, it's nighttime in uh, old Detroit. And uh, there's a guy, he's, he's thinking to myself, his, him, himself, oh, God, they're coming to get me. And it's like a older, like, balding guy. And those uh, shadowy characters from the cover, they're basically lurking behind him. And um, we get a, uh, the guy, the thugs, they're basically saying, hey, old man, it's like they say, you can run, but you can't hide from the urban curs. And then we... Uh, Con- continuing the tradition of uh, <laughs> RoboCop gangs having terrible names. Yes, but even worse, all right, this is the first instance of a little... And I- I'll say, spoiler alert, I think uh, uh, Alan Grant is uh, probably doing um, a better job here on licensed RoboCop comics than he should have. But there's a few times where his Britishness works into the um, the dialogue. Did you pick up that as, as you were reading? Well, I, I guess I did, but I didn't know it was like that the guy was British. But there were a few things that the way they were worded, I was like, huh? Yeah. It's a little weird. And this is the start here. <laughs> that, that, this doesn't feel like freedom to me. <laughs> right. Nowhere in the Constitution do they use the word cur. <laughs> Am I right? Uh, and yeah, I mean, and that's not so bad here, but still like no American gang ever refers to themselves as curs that I know of, uh, at least not since the 1800s. Maybe in the future they do, Steve. Maybe, maybe. Don't, don't be so close minded. Well, all right. That that's, sets a precedent for this uh, issue moving so, forward. I did notice that the leader of the gang here of the curs um, on the red motorcycle or hover bike or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Uh, he, like RoboCop, is also a fan of visors. Yeah, well, but, uh, I mean, well, I'd say he's got the Jordy LaForge look going on. Yeah, here. yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's very uh, Jordy LaForge. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, that screams the future, right? If you don't have those yeah. you know, those red 80s-style glasses that are somehow futuristic but from the 80s at the same time, then you're not in the future, bro. You're just not. I don't know what I to think, tell you. I think the leader of the Urban Curves of RoboCop should have bonded over their love for eyewear. <laughs> He's but, too much of a, a punk, but uh, anyway. I, I, I guess the British people don't uh, believe in that two men can love each other. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, moving on then. We turn the page and uh, we are looking through RoboCop's POV and his, um, his visor, which we just can't stop talking about it today, um, is giving him his like, readouts about uh, what's going on. And uh, we like see his hand. It's uh, actually a pretty good reveal. I think if if anything has learned, if anyone's learned anything from RoboCop One, it's like how to reveal him in like the first like couple of like in the first couple of frames or scenes, if you will. 
Um, so the Urban Kurs are, uh, you know, about to lay the smack down on this uh, bald guy. His name is like uh, Pokey, uh, basically. And yeah. um, the leader here, he's like pointing a shotgun right at his face. Uh, the Pokey here, he's like, please, guys, don't hurt me. I ain't got nothing worth stealing. And uh, the leader is off. We already been paid for it, you baldy. Ooh, that hurts. Kiss it goodbye. And so he's about to, like, blow him away. But, of course, old Robo brings out his uh, schoolhouse or birdhouse of a gun. And uh, from off frame, he goes, enough. Drop your weapons. You are under arrest. And the leader's all, hey, who's the comedian? And, of course, since this is a non-feature-film like rated R RoboCop, he shoots him in the hand. (laughs) And, And then RoboCop says, no laughs, Kerr. I said drop it. And then shoots him and he drops his gun. Um, and then we get a full, we turn the page and we get a full page spread of, uh, of course, bullets bouncing off of Robocop. The Kerrs basically open fire on him. And uh, this is some classic sort of 80s dialogue here. One of the other uh, Kerrs is all, Fraggin' K, it's some kind of machine. And then Robocop is all, Part machine, creep. Also part man. Also the part you do not want to hear. All cop. Plus director. Plus writer. Plus actor. (laughs) Very Garth Marenghi-esque. I'm so glad you picked up on that. So do you think like when RoboCop like makes... Do you think he's like... At least in the comics. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen the movies. Mm -hmm. But he's so adamant about letting people know uh, whether you're one of his enemies... Uh, his partner. He wants you to know he's also part man. Is that like letting people know he he's his penis still works? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> is that what this is about? Yeah. That's the vibe. I don't know. I I, I think they were just like, uh, hey, we want you to work in like all the sort of popular, I don't know, catchphrases from RoboCop into the comic. Um, and uh, also, I feel like here this is kind of. Did you notice that RoboCop? is a lot more quippy in this comic than he's been in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I didn't know if that was just like me not remembering the movie. Cause I, I know he like says like a couple quippy things in the first one. At least that's how I remembered it, mm-hmm. but not, a, not as much as he does in this issue. Oh yeah. This is uh, I'd say full on like British drollness, <laughs> if you will. But, uh, yeah. but I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Uh, but we'll, uh, we'll see more uh, going on. Um, oh. And uh, but I, I'd also like to comment on they have the uh, credits for the comic book and uh, how uh, how is it laid out? This is very confusing to me at first because it's like there's a poster on the wall mm-hmm. uh, that says tomorrow grand finale combat zone Detroit Steel versus New York Slam. And I was like, wait, what is this like the next issue or so? I, I like are there two stories in here? I was very confused. But uh, later on, we find out what this combat zone Thing is about mm-hmm. and uh yeah underneath that uh, as part of the poster they just have like the credits yep and i, I like uh at the very bottom uh tom defalco who was the uh pu- head publisher of marvel at the time they call him a promoter <laughs> yeah and uh yeah it's basically supposed to be it's like a poster for wrestling basically but combat zone i guess is more like mma than it would be a rest- pro wrestling uh, i don't know what do you think hey. Well, and it's also like involves electrocuting. Uh, yes, opponents. exactly. So, As we're... You know, it's a lot of things. <laughs> American gladiators. It's all that stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. yeah. Did you think that um, this was somehow a tie-in with a uh, RoboCop teaming up with Sting? Because that was around the same time, like 1990. <laughs> 
Maybe, I don't know. But I do want to say uh, we, we have uh, Paisley Boxers in the chat. Thank you for uh, joining. Mm -hmm. He uh, referred, he said that uh, RoboCop is the tits. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. I agree. Uh, it's a very, uh, I think it's a very, is that a British slang? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But Creative KV also has mentioned that RoboCop's uh, humor circuits have been calibrated. Yeah, there for, you go. Uh, yeah. This issue. For a full on. But also his his emotions and uh, and being in touch with himself circuits, as we'll see, have also been calibrated. Right. Well, I feel like the one thing you get with the comics that they don't really do in any of the other sort of media in the TV or the movies that you get to see his thoughts or you get to read them. Uh, yeah, I don't like it. Uh, yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, Seems like a psychopath. <laughs> well, isn't he? <laughs> but uh, all right. So <laughs> yeah, he's a cop. Moving bro. on. We, <laughs> we turned the page. RoboCop opens fire on the Kurs, and he says, "You should have taken the easy option." Uh, and um, and then he he continues talking trash to all of these guys. It's I swear it's like full on MCU like uh, quipping here. Um, and as he's taking out the Kurs, there's a guy dressed like Carmen Sandiego, or your your <laughs> typical like 1950s detective, trench coat and hat, and he's uh, filming RoboCop. And he's, you get to see his thoughts uh, in the thought bubble. He says, it cost me plenty to hire those curs. And that monster's pulping them. It's going to be worth it, though. Darkstone will ape for this footage. And uh, then we get another classic sort of cop or even RoboCop scenario, if you will. The leader of the curs uh, takes Pokey hostage, and he's got a knife to his throat. And he's all, man, machine, I don't care. Back off or Baldy starts breathing through his jugular. And uh, then we get to see through uh, RoboCop's uh, very popular visor. And uh, they're, <laughs> they're sort of trying to do like a grid effect here. Um, and uh, to show that RoboCop is like trying to do his like sort of patented ricochet shop. And of course, uh, the, the pokey guy is scared he'll get shot. But of course, it's RoboCop, baby. And uh, he, uh, he takes out the cur. Um, I guess he shoots him dead, but it's kind of hard to tell. And plus, this is a Marvel comic in the 90s. So, of course, they're, you know, not that extreme. Uh, and then the guy dressed like Carmen Sandiego throws like a, a grenade and um, RoboCop tries to get answer. Oh, no. So he doesn't kill. He didn't kill the Kerr guy with the shot earlier. So, I, I mean, the the Kerr guy does get shot in the head, though. Yes, I was about to say, that. in the third panel, RoboCop tries to, I guess, get some information or choke him to death. And uh, the Carmen Sandiego guy uh, shoots uh, the, um, the head Kerr in the eye, basically. But it's sort of semi-off camera. But it does happen. So there you go. And uh, I guess, I'm sorry, the grenade that he throws is some sort of, like, a drone. Uh, RoboCop calls uh, it... As RoboCop calls it a smart gun. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's how it is. But, yeah, it, it basically looks like a like a chubby little drone, like an egg-shaped drone. Yeah, oh, it's almost cute, um, isn't it? <laughs> it is kind of, it is kind of cute. You put some, like, googly eyes on yeah. it. <laughs> but uh, RoboCop makes short work of it, and uh, then basically... Uh, he reports in and says uh, all of the curs are dead, and I guess the pokey guy is wounded, and he's in pursuit of the the guy in the trench coat. Um, any comments on that page there or anything? Well, once again, RoboCop kills. No due process here. <laughs> uh, 
he will make the craziest ricochet shot imaginable, but he can't just hit somebody in the kneecaps. Well, I mean, hey, he tried to be leaning in at first. You know, he shot the guy in the hand, but these curves, they were, they're just out of control. These people. I mean, why not, why not shoot them all in the hands or, or like the legs or something so that, you know. I, I, I don't think the next step was murder. Is just uh, I don't know. That's just he should break their backs, a la Shadowhawk. I mean, that's the easiest. The, the, <laughs> I, I mean, we'll get to it, but it's. I, I guess we'll wait. We'll, we'll wait till we get to it. But this is like a comic book to me with no good guys. Oh, you can't talk that way about RoboCop. All right, all right, move it on. Uh, so then we get another shot through RoboCop's POV. He's engaging infrared. Uh, to look at uh, the footprints uh, where the um, the guy with the camera ran to. Like, what do you what do you think about the use of the colors here in these two panels? Oh, he's gone, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> there's a uh, there's a cat over by a trash can for some reason. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> I, I heard. <laughs> I got distracted. What do I think about what, Steve? Um, the use of the, the trash can, the, the color. The, yes, the use of the color in the top two panels of. Uh, uh, the... Oh, I read it in black and white uh, earlier. But, uh, what? No, no. Uh, the, yeah, I don't know. That didn't make sense. I'm high, Steve. Um, yeah, no. The, I, actually, the, the the color all throughout mm -hmm. the issue is uh, really well done. Like, uh, art-wise, this is one of my favorite uh, books that we've read uh, out of the ones that we've read from the 90s. Mm, all right. Like, like, none of it is, like, crazy... You know, none of it's like super stylistic right. like you would get in the 90s because I think this was published in 1990. Mm -hmm. But it's all like very, very well done. Proportions make sense. The angles make sense. Uh, the color, again, it, it's really good. Everything's just like very competent. Why do you think uh, Marvel chose two British guys to do RoboCop? I don't know. That That's a good question. I mean, maybe they had these guys on retainer and they're like, you know, oh, we got to give somebody this book. My my only guess is like, well, these guys worked on Judge Dredd. He's kind of similar to RoboCop. Mm. Let's see what they can do with RoboCop. But and, and just I mean, I, I will say like the, the writer, I think, definitely gets the, you know, the the gist of the feel. Yeah, the tone. Um, yeah. RoboCop wanted the tone. Thank you. That's mm. what I that's the word, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, maybe maybe they had some guys like like a few writers like submit like a treatment or something or an outline of what they would do. And they were like, hey, this is the most like it. Oh, that's a pretty good guess, I'd say. But uh, moving on. So RoboCop uh, loses uh, the reporter. I can't remember his name, but we'll get to it eventually. It's the guy I keep calling Carmen San Diego guy. Anyway. Uh, so now um, they're basically packing up all the dead guys. RoboCop's thinking to himself, you think he thinks to himself in the RoboCop voice or the Murphy voice? I'm just going to use the, the RoboCop voice. The curs were out. <laughs> <laughs> the curs were out to kill, not to rob. Infrared sensors might shed some light on the situation. And then I don't know why he needs infrared to look at an ID card and the name of. Well, I will say that the writer doesn't seem to know what infrared is <laughs> because earlier he's like using infrared to follow the footsteps, right? but it's like that wouldn't leave like a heat. Yeah, mark. yeah, yeah. Uh, still fun though, and uh, so yeah, basically <laughs> RoboCop. Well, he's holding it up into frame, but it's just it would look really weird otherwise because uh, it's a close up of his face. He's looking at an ID card with a huge I and D on it. I don't even know how they could have any more room on there for any other information. 
Yeah, you don't need infrared. <laughs> uh, you, you can see this exactly. from across the right. room. And then he's also looking at some broken um, circuit board, and he's like, neither of them worth killing or dying for. Uh, so we turn the page, and then uh, were you happy to see that they included the media break segments in this book? Yeah, yeah, I, I was happy. I, I will say the first one, because uh, they do two of these mm. segments, isn't as Robocopish as mm. I would have liked. Uh, I thought like the Prime Directives TV show actually did better job with theirs. The second one's mm. pretty good, though. Uh, although I do like the ad at the end of this one where it's like implied that like this that's an ad for some kind of yeah. VR sex thing, <laughs> but also you you can have a fantasy where money is being brought to you, or I don't know. Right, it's very right. Well, yeah, I'll I'll definitely uh, read that in a second. But yeah, basically, it's your uh, typical uh, media break, which if for some reason you don't know what media break is. It's basically like the new show in the RoboCop universe, and uh, they basically use it to uh, talk about uh, exposition, more or less. And um, they, uh, the the sort of running gag they do have though is they keep talking about um, Spain, like declaring war on something. <laughs> and then the uh, the female um, reporter, she always she like just goes, "Okay, uh, breaking. Spain is about to declare war on uh, a- Africa. More on that later." And then they start talking about uh, whatever's going on in old Detroit. That uh, is actually you know the the story that we're reading. And she talks about uh, Nixco, who was like the rival of um, OCP, and um, how they're basically, uh, you know, going up against OCP, more or less. And uh, the male one is like, the male reporter is, our estimates shave billions off the OCP quote, plus we have a viable alternative robot policing policy. Nixco is going places fast. Uh, so, yeah, they're talking about, you know, the fact that they, too, have basically a, a cyborg division, which, I mean, doesn't every tech company have a cyborg division? Am I right? Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah, As you and then do. he also talks about uh, the grand combat uh, fin- finale or finals, um, which is going to come into play later. And then finally, we get the commercial that Yahel was talking about. And it's just like this. I guess it's a is it, is it a woman in a bathing suit or uh she's basically naked i think she's naked but like her bits are covered up by her hair and floating money and uh and she's floating over this like fat naked guy who's got like or no he's not naked he's wearing a a wife beater or tank top for lack of a better term and he's got like a thing around his head and it says everybody has a secret dream now you can make your dream come true at Dreamarama. Yeah, and it's just a floating naked girl holding a big bag of money. Yeah, it's very That's weird. That's hilarious. Uh, I mean, good on good on the writers here. They really... <laughs> I love it. All right, anyway. So, uh, RoboCop then... By the way, uh, I, I like how in the next panel where they show the outside of the, mm-hmm. of the arena, there across the street is a restaurant called McJunk yeah, Food. Yeah, it's spelled F-U-D-E <laughs> for food. Yeah. And then... Yeah. And then next to it is another restaurant or something, some business called Slezo's. Yeah, you know, I Googled that. Slezo's is still in business in Detroit, believe it or not. Oh. <laughs> I didn't. Anyway, so uh, RoboCop is, yeah, approaching the arena where they're holding this uh, combat thing. And um, so these uh, bouncers, <laughs> I don't know why anyone would try to stop RoboCop from doing anything. Um, but uh, they're like, yeah, that's far enough, amigo. No ticket, no enter. So you deaf, amigo? 
The man said, hike it. I don't, am I supposed to be doing a Hispanic accent? Maybe you should be reading it. (laughs) (laughs) You dev amigo. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, did you notice that this page is numbered nine and then the next page is numbered 11? Oh, I, well, probably they, they took out an ad, I imagine. The yeah, ads. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, Robocop replies, uh, obstruction of an officer of the law in the performance of his duty is an offense. And then we turn the page and the dudes are like hanging up by their collars and Robocop quips. He goes, this time you escape with a caution, amigos. Like the re- the re- the the feature film RoboCop would never say that, but you know what? I I I, I feel we're, we're like on the dial of uh, if you know RoboCop being unemotional is one and Deadpool is ten, <laughs> we're like we're like at a six and a half. Yeah, to I me it's like. more like uh, John McClane like sort of one liners from Die Hard. You know, Bruce yeah, Willis. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, so basically, he's walking through the arena. Uh, in the third panel, we get to see a close-up of our combatants. How would you describe the ring attire of these of these guys? It, it looks like it, like it looks like they're wearing like a like an outfit that, or some kind of contraption bodysuit armor thing that like Lex Luthor would co- would wear to fight sure. Superman. Some kind of super mm-hmm. suit. But yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like have like a plastic, or I guess it's probably metal, like upper body thing covering their torso and then out of that there's like a cable with a weapon attached that lets them electrocute yeah, tasers basically okay. uh and yeah, yeah like super power yeah, tasers me, like towards the end of uh of the 90s with gi joe they had eco warriors <laughs> these guys look exactly like the gi joe eco warriors uh to me um ah, okay i'm not just familiar. uh just like bad action figure design more or less um but uh so, yeah, basically they're battling, and the announcer is uh, covering the fight. We don't really need to read that. Um, and then the guy who wins is some guy from Ohio named Joe Cube with a K. Man, what's with all these Ks instead of Cs? Like, uh, <laughs> Only RoboCop's the only person allowed to have a yeah, C. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. Maybe they use the K differently in uh, in Britain or something. <laughs> the, the future? Uh but uh, moving on, so RoboCop goes uh, backstage, and uh, the dudes are all, like, working out, and he's trying to get uh, information, and uh, I, let's see, is this worth reading? Uh, why not? All right, let's go. Okay. I, I, I don't know if it's worth <laughs> okay, reading. Okay, all right. Well, basically, basically these, these two guys that, like, fight, you know, they don't really have any information. They don't know why anybody would want to, you know, do anything to Pokey. He's poor he's worthless blah 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 and then robocop's like well i want to talk to your boss i think like he works for him and the guy's like okay well the boss will be here later but i don't think he's involved either mm. and that's pretty yeah, much it pretty, we keep ta- hearing about mr king with a with a y k-y-n-g shouldn't it be c-y-n-g <laughs> since we're mixing up <laughs> all of our c's and our k's uh, and he's like the head promoter um and uh it yeah oh and we do see that uh robocop i guess can hear people's sure. heartbeats yeah, that's... uh and he can tell if they're mm-hmm. lying or mm-hmm. not is that a thing for the movies i, um, I don't remember i that. mean it's something that i feel like would make sense um or is, is this his infrared sensor <laughs> yeah, that's, again that's really <laughs> weird that it, they just show like a um what is what is that thing called an oscilloscope or something of the guy's heartbeats and yeah 
I don't know. I mean, it mm-hmm. makes sense, but it's also weird at the same time. Um, like this is like a superpower Superman. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I was I was thinking the same thing. Uh, but uh, anyway, um, basically, RoboCop leaves. He gets back in his Ford Taurus from the future, um, and he thinks to himself, the circuit board has been removed from Blaine's suit. Has been tampered with, like Pokey Yules. Uh, see you at the um, final King K Y N G. Um, and so now we get basically a, uh, back, a scene with the, the old man from OCP and, um, the other guy, uh, Johnson, who I think is in all three movies and I think maybe even the TV show, but we'll figure that out later. And, uh, basically they're just, uh, uh, talking about RoboCop and how he does a great job, uh, arresting people. And, um, but, and also the old man is like, oh, we can't let this, these Knicks cops, like, you know, ruin our stocks, blah, blah, blah. And Johnson is all, RoboCop won't let us down, sir. And the old man is all, he'd better not, Johnson. Oh, it's your job. Uh, and so now we're in, um, the police precinct. And of course, RoboCop is manhandling a suspect who looks suspiciously like Jaws from James Bond Jr., did you get that? <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, he definitely does. Casey uh, <laughs> Boxer in the chat was saying that uh, Robo, <clears throat> Robo Remote Cardiogram also knows when you drink too much coffee and are holding anxiety poops. <laughs> uh, yeah, this RoboCop knows <laughs> too much. <laughs> okay, AI is out there, everyone. Get used to it. Uh, so, uh, but uh, yeah, what do you think of uh, RoboCop just completely ruining this guy's jaw and teeth? Well, I, I guess the guy like bit. He's Robo-Cop? got a metal. Yeah, he's got uh, metal jaw and teeth. It's so like the thing that's funny here is that this is completely out of context. It's just some random guy that RoboCop picked yeah. up out of nowhere, and then we cut to the precinct, and RoboCop's just uh, you know completely like messing him up. It, it makes no sense. Like RoboCop's walking in with this guy's mouth like attached to his mm-hmm. forearm. Because he bit RoboCop. Why? Why would you, as the biter, keep? Wouldn't you just like let go so that you can get away? <laughs> well, RoboCop, RoboCop yeah, the... that that's true. Um, but it is funny though. I'll give it that. It's ridiculous and over the top. Yeah, and, and then like RoboCop of... like rips his like metal mouth or whatever. Yeah. Off. All right. So I, I am gonna read this because it's real quick. Okay, you can let go now, and the guy's going, <laughs> and then RoboCop. Doom, like decks over the jaw and he goes better so another sort of weird little quip um yeah oh i guess he uh, says he can't let go like like yeah all right so yeah yeah so the guy actually question the great alan grant um Uh, if these guys had been fighting if the writer had been fighting for the british during the revolutionary war we would have lost he's (laughs) pays attention to detail (laughs) sure all right so we turn the tea and crumpets right now (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right? Sounds They're always delicious. having tea over there. Uh, so we finally get um, a shot of uh, Officer Lewis, RoboCop's partner, who has been uh, suspiciously absent uh, in the comic, not like in the cartoon where she's there almost everywhere where RoboCop goes. Do you think she looks like the one from the cartoon or the movie more? The movie more, from what I remember. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Somewhere in between, I'd say. Mm-hmm. So they have a little bit of... <laughs> Out of uh, character banter, uh, basically, between uh, her and RoboCop. Oh, and this is where uh, we get another sort of weird Britishism for RoboCop that doesn't feel right to me. So Lewis goes, 
some weird city, huh? And then RoboCop goes, doubly strange, Officer Lewis. Is that, did that one stand out to you? The doubly strange? Have you ever said doubly strange in your entire life as an American, you hell? Well, I mean, it didn't strike me odd because he's just like saying that, you know, it, what, one of the, what makes it even stranger is that we've got a guy here who like removed oh. his teeth. Right. No, I mean, it makes sense. I've, I've, heard, just, I've heard the phrase. I'm, I mean, I know, but <laughs> I mean, in everyday life here in the U.S. of A? I mean, I've only ever heard it used in media. I've never yeah. in real right. life heard someone say okay. it. Okay. But I have uh, heard That's it the answer I'm looking for. All right. Um, I, I, anything <laughs> I can do to please you, Steve, and your uh, preconceived ideas. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were talking about inhaling sparkler. <laughs> smoke underneath the american flag earlier that's why you're like this from all the fumes oh yeah (laughs) you realize we didn't even know each other in the 90s all right all right right. moving on here so you know what we did know the constitution the amendments united states (laughs) (laughs) we knew freedom all right all right moving on here we get the sort of classic robo cop in his robo lab sitting in his robo chair and he's thinking of back when he was (laughs) He was uh, letting his son handle his gun. <laughs> but, uh, of course, that's not what it actually... But that's what it looks like. From that bottom panel, he's like, I was a man, a cop. Not a great one, but getting better. I love my wife, my son, and my job. And he's there, like, flipping the gun right in front of his, like, son and wife. We can only <laughs> hope that that gun wasn't loaded. And then we get a, a close-up, and uh, in the background, we see what he's thinking. And it's basically... You know, Clarence Brodiger and his gang um, holding the guns, like, right to his face. And then we see, <laughs> these are like, uh, is this how your uh, memories look, you hell? <laughs> like, infrared, like the Predator, like you're seeing yeah, the Predator. Yeah, that's what's riser. going on here. Don't you see all the red behind me? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm actually coming to you from a, an Alex Murphy memory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we get a, uh, a Clarence Brodiger here who looks nothing like the one from the movies, um, but yeah, still looks like a pretty good bad guy, I guess. Um, and, um, and we get some dialogue straight from the movie here, which I definitely appreciate. And uh, Clarence says, I got this problem. Cops don't like me. And then they shoot Murphy a couple of times. And then he says, so I don't like cops, which is, I don't know, just a classic line for me. And uh, then he's, as RoboCop normally does, he starts freaking out um, as his, I guess, human side uh, combats his programming, whatever that's been going on for years. Uh, And then uh, at the very end, we get a shot of uh, the uh, the Knicks cop, who is basically the the Knicks Co's RoboCop equivalent. Can you so, describe the next cop? Well, one thing that the chat's been talking about, uh, Paisley Creative, mm-hmm. is um, the ab war. Everything has abs in this comic book. Like, Oh, I see pre- that. Hmm. On the previous page, uh, Lewis, uh, her like suit had a bunch of like fake abs, too. But And then this yeah, guy's but... kind of got abs, the, 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 the next co-cop here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it reminds me of something like the design, but I can't quite... At first, I was thinking, oh, like a Sentinel, but that's not it. Um, mm. But I don't know. You, you know what? It, lo- it looks like a suit Lex Luthor would make for himself to fight Superman. <laughs> it's got to be. Uh, it's got to be like a design choice to make it 
make more sense or something? Because I feel like the uh, the armor that Lewis is wearing, I mean, it's very close to the movies, but it doesn't have the ab section <laughs> that everyone is talking about. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe without the abs, it looks uh, bland or something. Uh, that's just a guess on my part. Yeah, he, he's ribbed for our pleasure, I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there, there you go. It looks like a Magnum condom. Oh, doy. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the next cop here. What do you think about it? Uh, I, I don't really understand, like, because it seems like the next cop's, like, ready to go, and we're about to see that um, this guy's going to bring information to Nixco to you know, like improve or finish the next cop. But yeah, so I was, I was it. kind of very confused about the whole thing. I mean, the design is fine. Um, it's, it's, it's not like a classic design, like RoboCop, but yeah, fine. I don't, I, I mean, I guess they really wanted to have an X up in like the face and head area because of Nick's co. Um, mm. I thought maybe he was just a fan of Starman, the wrestler from that NES wrestling game. Oh like, man, I, I'm a fan of that guy. That's a great game. <laughs> wow, what a deep cut! But that's what this podcast is all about. Uh, but um, oops, I didn't mean to do that. But yeah, then you see more. Uh, we turn the page and see more uh, Nick's cops, and and yeah, two. So it's basically the scientists in the back. They're observing the the Nick's cop, and one of the scientists says, "Our lab's been working on it day and night." With precious little success, the neural infrastructures are just too complex. So that's the problem, is that um, I guess it can't think for itself in the way RoboCop does. So then we see uh, from the beginning of the book, the Carmen Sandiego dressed uh, guy, and the one who was filming him, basically. And he says that he was filming him with like <laughs> this camcorder. Infrared camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that has a, oh no wait, let me read X-ray it. film. X-ray film of RoboCop in action shot on a camcorder with a built-in analyzer. Uh so basically he's trying to sell him uh sell Nixco this footage uh so they can improve their um their robots here. Um like you know one would I guess you have to have the analyzer and stuff like one would think like there's uh, tons of footage of RoboCop on Media Break that anyone could just take and examine for themselves. But yeah, the but that wasn't. Hell, you got to have that X-ray analyzer mm -hmm. in there. Yeah, <laughs> of course, of course. That's just science, Steve. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so anyway, they uh, they take the, I guess it's a DVD or CD-ROM <laughs> from the guy and the Nixco guy whose last name is Darkstone. I mean, he's got, you got to be a villain if your last name is mm -hmm. Darkstone. Um, so they, they basically get rid of him and uh, we turn the page and they're watching the, the tape. And uh, basically, it, they, they, I guess they see whatever they need to see in order to fix the Nix cops. Um, yeah, like basically the... In, in the video, they can see through because of the x-ray uh, <laughs> through the helmet and they can see like the layout of the circuitry and that lets them, I guess they're going to copy it because, yeah, that's basically what they said. Can you adopt it this into the Nixco model? And the guy's like, yeah, I can do it easy and cheap. Yeah, <laughs> then do it. Uh, so uh, so we turn the page and we get another media break. Uh, and it starts off with big news tonight. 
is Spain has officially declared war on four North African countries. And the lady, the lady once again goes, more on that later. And for some reason, they talk about a, uh, a tiny lion, like shrinking, uh, I guess, the lions. To... I thought this was hilarious. It was. It's so ridiculous. It's all, basically like it's so dystopian uh, mm-hmm. that in order to solve for not having enough food and space to keep like these animals that they're trying to preserve, like lions, I guess, apparently, they've just found a way to shrink them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're so... like the size of your hand, but they're still ferocious. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, this is just to uh, continue talking about uh, the uh, combat arena for tonight's big tag match finale. The much-feared New York Slam versus local heroes Detroit Steel. And uh, and then the guy, he uh, shills for uh, this, uh, this plumbing product. Crusted pipes? Block drains? You haven't been using BAM, the plumber's bomb. Which uh, I think I, I prefer the other commercial <laughs> better. But... It is a pretty cool uh, transition because they they cut to the arena and uh, they're still doing the um, the commercial above it. And whatever. I was impressed. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and turn the page then. And um, yeah, so these guys are trying to make like a like a drug deal mm-hmm. uh, in mm-hmm. like around the entrance into the arena. And mm-hmm. Robocop shows up. And of course, uh, Robocop. uh <laughs> Doesn't let anyone get due process. <laughs> right, right. Uh, like he, yeah, he really, t- <laughs> you're right. He really turns into a grade A fascist in, in this one. Because, all right, I, all right. So I'm going to go ahead and read it because it's kind of funny. Okay. So uh, one of the thugs, he goes, blow the sucker away. And he opens fire on Robocop, which you'd think at this point, the uh, the criminals of Detroit would know that Robocop is bulletproof. But Yeah, because hey, they recognize him. Yeah, I mean, these but, two recognize them, but nope, they still give it a shot. Yeah, but hey, I guess criminals are dumb. What can you do? Uh, and uh, so uh, one of the other thugs. Yeah, and then ro- one of the other thugs who is still unloading on Robocop says, Consider yourself riveted, Rust Bucket. And Robocop says, Very droll. And then Robocop, call- he bends the gun of the, of the thug and he calls him a chump. Which is the most un-RoboCop thing ever. But I don't know. Since it's in a comic book, it just made me laugh. I don't know. What do you think about yeah, RoboCop? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what is going on with this RoboCop. Uh, maybe, uh, I don't know. Maybe they had him read some, uh, or watch, rather, some uh, Die Hard movies recently. Yeah. I don't I. It's weird because, as you said, Alan Grant definitely has the tone of the movies. But his RoboCop is, I don't know, just so quippy. It just, uh, yeah. uh, maybe one of the he's, editors he, were like. He's more human than mm-hmm. in the movies. Uh, yeah. And it was kind of the same way with Prime Directives. Well, I mean, but the Prime Directives took place, you know, 13 years right. after the that first That one made movie. sense. Yeah, yeah, we talked yeah. about that. And mm-hmm. yeah, that, that one makes sense because it's been 13 years. It makes sense that he's, you know, discovered, rediscovered more and more of his humanity. Since, right. since he was already kind of doing it in the movies. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm guessing the editors were like, let's make him a little more fun. But uh but that's okay. Yeah, cuz I which I kind of get, right? Cuz he's the main character. Right. So you don't want your main character to be this unemotional, boring robot. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh so the two thugs uh, run away, but uh RoboCop, he's not done. Wait, no, these are other 
these aren't the thugs. These are the people who they, uh, they, they were just buying drugs. In fact, I'm not even sure they were going to buy drugs because they were just walking by. And the only ones that talked are the drug dealers. The drug dealers just offer to sell them drugs. Right. We never hear if they want to buy them or not. And then Robocop's like, oh, um, the, you know, the, the, the two guys that were tr- being sold to, they try to run away. Um, Robocop. And he says, users must also pay the price. He shoots a chain holding a sign. The, same, the sign falls, and he says two years apiece, and the sign falls on the two guys. So not only did RoboCop destroy property, but he very also uh, must possibly have crippled these two guys yes. for life. Yes, This is the most Judge Dredd uh, thing RoboCop I, has ever done, I think. Uh, but uh, look at that thug in the last uh, panel. Doesn't he kind of look like Kenny Omega? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, anyway. I do like. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You you can't leave without this page without reading the last line. The the quip Robocop has here about drugs. Okay, all right. So uh, three walking wounded and one who forgot that drugs kill. And no accountability. He, no accountability. He should have just said, "And so do I." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, moving on, uh, RoboCop comes in. And this time, the two thugs are like, welcome, Mr. RoboCop. Come right in, Mr. RoboCop. <laughs> uh, and uh, he's, like, making his way through the um, the audience. We su- see some of the poorly dressed uh, combat guys or combatants, whatever you want to call them. Um, he makes his way through. <laughs> and then RoboCop continues to enforce the law as he makes his way through this audience. He puts out a guy's cigarette. He, uh, someone throws a hot dog at him, and he goes, Banned ad- additives disrespect to an officer of the law. You have one week to pay your fine. So he's just doling out the law left yeah, and right yeah. here. Like, come on, priorities here, RoboCop. You're, you're supposed to be finding out <laughs> what is he's finding out again? Like who uh, who murdered that pokey guy? Pokey guy or who wanted like to that? kill pokey? That's all he's right. trying to find out here. Yeah, that's what they should have called this uh, this story. Who killed pokey? Not the combat zone, whatever. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, so RoboCop here goes up uh, to. Uh, By the way, when ten- he says you have one week to pay your fine, it's implied that RoboCop's going to come and come back and kill him right if you don't yeah right yeah <laughs> just for throwing a hot dog at him uh so all right we turn the page and now robocop is confronting uh, king the uh, promoter i mean let's just call him vince mcmahon or ted turner why not sure uh and he uh he's like i've got some questions for you and uh since this is marvel in the 90s we see the thought bubbles and uh Mr. McMahon King or whatever you want to call him is a RoboCop. He's found out. He knows it was me. I got to get out of here. And he runs into the ring, which uh, doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's just so we can get RoboCop into the ring. Right. Absolutely. Which I'm perfectly okay with. (laughs) And uh, even the announcer is a good Lord. We have a non-combatant in the ring. And I love this. uh, The third panel here where RoboCop steps on the ropes, and he says, take my advice. Do not even think about it. And, uh, like, so King basically commanded these uh, these uh, taser combatant guys to go after RoboCop. 
but he just flings them up into the air in the last panel with like no it, i mean well it's robocop so it takes very little effort for him to yeah throw they, they, these... they try to electrocute him and then he and this is definitely a star trek reference because you have heard of reverse polarity because like that's like a trope in star trek um mm. to to fix stuff they just reverse the polarity all the time right, right. <laughs> And I, I think it's uh, safe to say that uh, Alan Grant probably worked on a few Star Trek comics in his day. Uh, maybe when so, he was uh, uh, trying to get, maybe this is how he was like trying to get in good with Shatner to work on Tech War. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> there, look what I did, Mr. Shatner. <laughs> I ruined RoboCop. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, all right. That, why, that why, the polarity. Why is he? What? He sounds like Hugh Grant. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He just came out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> it was very uh, rom-com Hugh Grant. Uh, it was. Well, that's how Alan Grant talks. Take it from me. Prove me wrong, everyone. Prove <laughs> me wrong. Uh, yeah, Alan Grant is Hugh Grant's dad. Doi. Uh, oh, but yeah, maybe they're really okay. Okay, I see it. Now. <laughs> well, everyone in the UK, their last name is Grant or oh. Sullivan. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the the reverse polarity bit happens on the next page, as you hell just said, and then. Um, Let's see. The king guy tries to escape, but RoboCop uses the ropes. <laughs> they look like they're Twizzlers, basically. Uh, to uh... <laughs> yeah, these are the most delicious ropes in all of combat sports. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, so, RoboCop uh, takes him out, no problem, of course. And um, then he he grabs um, Mr. King by the scruff of his neck or his collar, however you want to say it. And um, basically, they're wrapping things up here. Uh, it's being viewed on a monitor, and uh, it's being reported. This is the crowd is going wild. The country's top combatiers. Why can't they just call them combatants? What is a combatier? Uh, anyway, uh, wiped out and manager Deke King. Un- that's almost like Dag. <laughs> manager mm-hmm. Dag King under official arrest. And then uh, Mr. Darkstone. Or whoa, no, Blackstone, the uh, the head of Nixco is watching, and he goes, "Blast! I should have known better than to rely on King. He'll lead RoboCop straight to me." And then he uh, talks to, I guess, one of his um, scientists. And says, "Bad news, Professor King is arrested. You and I'll be next." But the guy on the monitor is all, oh, "But Mr. Darkstone, surely Nixco will protect." Because Nixco cannot be seen to sanction illegal behavior. We will be sacrificed. Unless, how closer are you to completion? And basically, they say that the, uh, the Nix cops are ready. And the page ends with him saying, the test can wait. Activate them now. Uh, any, any comments about this page? I like the, I mean, the coloring is good for sure. Because it's like a dark. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. The coloring is great. Um... Yeah, like the blocking, for lack of a better word, uh, is really good. Um, yeah, everything here is uh, pretty good. I, I actually really like that the guy is just like, initially at least, he's like, well, nope, we're going to be sacrificed. Like, like we have to be. Mm. So, because it, it tells you a lot about this. I, I don't know if he's, he's in other issues, but it tells you a lot about this guy from Nixico or Nixco. Mm. And that, you know, he obviously views the company as more important than even himself. Right. Right, absolutely. Maybe he went to the Nixco orphanage. Maybe he was raised there. <laughs> nice call back to Prime Directives. Make sure thank everybody listened to that episode. Um, so we turn the page. 
And Ro- RoboCop is uh, who is he carrying here? I have it in my notes here uh, somewhere. King. It's King. Oh yeah, he's carrying King in. The, the guy he's been chasing for the last twenty nine pages. Right. Well, he just looks so generic without his hat. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he's taking him in for interrogation, and he's thinking to himself. You have a lot of explaining to do, King, and my censors suggest we do not yet know the half of it. Not sure what that uh, means, but okay. <laughs> As infrared censors again being misused. Right, right. Well, they're just trying to do foreshadowing for, uh, you know, the, the rest of the story, basically. And um, he gets a call on the radio. It says, headed east on the grid, contact approximately 12 seconds, prepare to intercept. And uh, then out of nowhere, the Knicks cops show up. And um, then RoboCop, in classic RoboCop uh, style, is all interfering with the law is a serious offense. Explain your action. <laughs> and the the next cops are silence. You are the criminal. You have damaged a Nixco police vehicle. You have taken an unauthorized prisoner. You will deactivate your weapon and come with us. And then the last panel. <laughs> And this is a, a little British for me. Is RoboCop with his finger in the air, and like we're looking at it through the Nixco visor, and they even do the fake scan lines. Which yeah, I'm they like, they did it really well. Why didn't they do this visor for all the other like RoboCop visor shots? My guess is that this being 1990, this probably was not uh, quick and easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying. I, I was actually when I read this, I was trying to think of how they would do it. Uh, I was I was even like wondering, well, maybe they took like you remember those stickers that they used to sell and they would have like lines like through them, yeah. almost like scan lines. And yeah. you, if you separate the sticker from the backing, it's just like a clear covering with those lines, those rib lines. Mm-hmm. You could put sure. that, I guess, over this, but do something like that. I don't know, because they didn't. It's not just lines. They made everything like pixelated too, like all the uh, all the regular line work. So. I'm, I'm curious how they did this in 1990. I mean, Photoshop was a thing, so I guess they could have. Mm. Anyways. Well, like, there was a there was this comic called Shatter that that touted itself as being like the first computer like generated comic book. I feel like that was going on around this time. So it must have been possible. But anyway, you can actually ask Lee Sullivan because he's still alive. Unfortunately, Alec and Grant has passed. Uh, so if you ever see him at a con, <laughs> tell him if security now sent you, then go ask Lee Sullivan how they did this back <laughs> in 1990. Uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, it's an awesome panel. It looks great. However, I feel like Robo's dialogue is a little weird. He says, you are being very foolish. This is your last warning. Surrender while you still can. And I think it's just really weird for one robot to tell another robot they're being foolish. But well, I also find it very odd that Robocop cares more for robot life than uh, human <laughs> life because he's given these guys like so much warning and so many chances. Whereas, and these guys are clearly way more dangerous than all the humans he's murdered in this issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just very odd because uh, this shows Robocop can hold himself back. 
well, if he wants to, I guess. Uh, so again, uh, there are no good guys in this. Robocop is a fascist murderer. No, 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 no. You've got it all wrong. Humans, bad. Robots, good. But the humans on. are terrible, too. Um, OCP <laughs> is bad. OCP almost comes off looking like the good guy in a way here. Yeah, almost. Which is yeah. very weird because OCP is, is definitely weird. not the good guy. Mm -hmm. uh, Nick's mm -hmm. goes off as not the good guy. I mean, I, I, I feel like everybody deserves to die. It's this, like a lesser uh, of two evils. Like, who's worse, Apple or Google? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. All right. Well, that is the end of RoboCop uh, issue one. The combat something or other. I don't, I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't even, Robo so, fan, uh, you are the future of law enforcement. I, I like how the next... Um, the next issue is called Murphy's Law. Do you get it? Do you see what they did there? Yeah, yeah. I feel it? like they, they, they might as Law. well have called this one Murphy's Law. It's, it's whatever he Murphy's wants to do. Murphy's Law. I get uh, it. But... <laughs> I get it. They're, they're big fans of Candace Bergen. Uh, uh, let, me, let me just check. <laughs> well, wow. <laughs> did you even watch that show? Because I certainly didn't. I mean, I've I've seen uh, bits of it. So for those that don't know, Murphy's Law um, was uh, a TV show, very popular. But you know, like there's a British version of it too. Oh, <laughs> oh, maybe that's what this is a reference to, due to the uh, British writers. But yeah, it like starred. Uh, I thought Candace Bergen, but maybe not. No, I'm pretty sure you're right. Um, but. Murphy's Law is also a action movie starring Charles Bronson. Well, um, apparently it was also a TV show, a British and an American one from the late 80s, early 90s, and that was a comedy drama that hmm. does not star Candace. This is so strange. Or Charles Bronson? Uh, or Charles Bronson, no. It stars uh, George Seagal, uh, father of Steven Seagal. <laughs> or no, Katie Seagal, perhaps? Yeah, maybe that makes that might make sense uh i like how one person here is excited for our murphy brown reference uh paisley boxers <laughs> um i was gonna ask you uh something about murphy's law oh well maybe not um but it's also you know i mean you know what murphy's law is anything that can go wrong will go wrong right which uh used to be the um, catchphrase for this podcast back <laughs> Back when my computer used to screw up so much, but uh, thank God those get those days are. Just, wow, thank Steve, RoboCop. You, those should we days just do gone. a Murphy's Law podcast? Because it seems like there's like about two dozen Murphy's Law TV shows and movies. So if you, Can you uh, imagine how unfunny that sitcom probably is, I don't think. I, I mean, yeah, it's a sitcom from the late '80s, so I'm sure it's <laughs> terrible. Um, all right, are you ready to render your verdict? Yeah, let's do it. In accordance to obscure to now, the most important streaming. All right, Officer Velasquez, do you think uh, RoboCop issue one by Marvel Comics should be remembered for all of uh, human and robo history or tossed into the robo pit of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Uh. You know what? I, I would say, yeah. Uh, like we've talked about, the art is really good. It captures the tone. It's, uh, I mean, no one's likable in this as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> like, they're all terrible people, mm -hmm. uh, everyone involved. But uh, Lewis, Lewis. 
Yeah, Lewis. Uh, well, she I don't shows know. up for one page, like three panels. That's it. She's over here flirting with, uh, you know, RoboCop, who's a murderer. Right. So I don't know. <laughs> she likes it rough. What can you? I feel like, well, say? he's gonna give it to her rough. Um, but what, what, what do you think? Oh man, no, I uh, I love the Marvel ongoing series. I've actually read most of it. I think I'm halfway through it. Uh, it only gets better as the um, as the comic progresses. And, uh, you know, if you want more, like, well-written, like, RoboCop that, you know, maybe isn't perfect, but still, you know, sits with the tone of the first film uh, quite well, um, then I highly suggest that you seek out uh, the ongoing uh, Marvel Comics series of uh, RoboCop number one. Um, So, uh, for all those reasons and more, RoboCop number one shall be remembered. In accordance to Obscure to Now, the most important streaming YouTube podcast in all of the internet, you shall be remembered. Yes. Good show. Good, good show. All right. Well, I think we've done the Robo Lord's work today. Uh, what do you guys think in the chat, huh? You like RoboCop number one by Marvel Comics? Huh? Anyone? Anyone? Let's... Should have used Comic Sans there. Oh, <laughs> too much work, buddy. Too much work. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, yeah, that is base. That's pretty much our show. Unless uh, there's anything else you'd like to talk about, you hell. Uh, no, no. Uh, are we? We're still going through Robo November, right? We still have something. Yep, we have uh, one more episode left uh, that will take place after Thanksgiving, and it will be uh, RoboCop the TV series, I guess the pilot. I don't know. I was going to ask you about that. Um, if the, you're talking one. about like the, the American-made one? Yes, not uh, Prime Directives. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out um, off air. And um, other than that, uh, once again, uh, please check out the Escape to Earth uh, Kickstarter. There will be a link in the description. It ends in uh, 12 days. Uh, so go over there, click on the link, and uh, give, give to let Robo hurts. I mean, if you like comics, like RoboCop number one, you can't, get, can't go wrong. Am I right, Yell? That's right. Everybody, including the dinosaurs, have abs in your uh, third <laughs> issue, right? Oh, wait. Let me let me get in line with uh, RoboCop number one here. If you do not contribute to my Kickstarter, you will be punished. You will be <laughs> murdered, <laughs> basically. <laughs> All right, so uh, make sure you tune in uh, next Sunday for more uh, obscure RoboCop action only on Obscurity Now. Uh, make sure you subscribe and like, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Now.